Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hello and thanks for tuning in. This week's sermon was preached on Memorial Day weekend, and it's dedicated to all of those who have lost a loved one in service to our nation. In late May of 2009, I agreed to help my good friend Dave drive across the country and relocate his life to San Diego, California. Dave and I had both just graduated from Ohio State, And where I was headed off to seminary the next fall, Dave was taking sort of a gap year in his life. Our other friend, another Dave, had already moved out to San Diego because Dave met the love of his life and she happened to live in San Diego. And our friend Dave really needed a roommate to make the rent affordable in San Diego. And so Dave, too, said, well, I'll come. I've got nothing to do. And so I agreed to help drive him across the country, and I was excited. I had just graduated from Ohio State. I was ready for some rest and relaxation, some time on the beach, and some sunshine before I started my studies the next fall. And so we made our way across the country, two young guys just having a great time. But when we left Ohio, I had no real idea of the true purpose of that trip. I didn't know that God was up to something far bigger. It wasn't until the second day of our trip, we made great timing, and we were stopped at a gas station in Texas. And Dave was pumping gas, filling the car back up, and I had my arm on the uh, window, and the hot Texas sun was shining down into the car. And I caught a glimmer of sunlight. It sort of blinded me in my eyes. And I tried to find, where is this coming from? The rearview mirror, is it from outside? And I finally realized that the sun was reflecting off the memorial bracelet that I had worn every day for nearly two years. This bracelet reads, Specialist Gregory Millard, California, U.S. Army, May 26, 2007 killed in action. I wore this bracelet every day and I still wear it today to remember the sacrifice that Greg made in service to our nation. And as the sun reflected off that bracelet, I read the words on it one more time and it hit me like a bolt of lightning that I was going to be in Greg's hometown of San Diego, California on the second anniversary of his death. I wasn't taking this trip to go meet his family. I wasn't taking this trip to go honor his legacy. But I realized that maybe God had a greater purpose for this trip. I knew that Greg grew up in San Diego, but I didn't know a whole lot about his family, and I didn't know how to get in touch with them. And in fact, at this time in my life, I had kept the story of Greg's tragic passing private. I hadn't told any of my friends. I hadn't told my family, about what I had lived through. I kept it all internal. But Dave must have noticed that something strange was going on with me when he got back in the car 
And he said, what's, what's wrong? You were talking for miles and miles and now you seem to be in your head. And I decided to share everything. I told my friend Dave about how I was with Greg during his tragic passing and how it's forever changed the course of my life. And I told him about how his family lives in San Diego and how in just a couple days we will hit the 26th. It will be the anniversary of his death and that maybe I should go try to find his family. And I'll never forget Dave saying, yes, 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 yes. You have to go find them. Well, where do we begin? So I decided to Google his name. And I realized that his family, for over 25 years, had owned a bicycle shop right on the beach in La Jolla. I mean, they couldn't be easier to find. And so when we arrived in San Diego, I decided on the 26th to go to that bike shop and to see if his family was present. And I walked into the bike shop and I said, I'm looking for the family of specialist Gregory Millard. And I'll never forget, as his brother Jason was frozen in his tracks, well, I'm his brother, he said, and his dad's back here behind the counter and actually his uncle's in town for Memorial Day. And I said, well, I'm, I'm Sergeant Lorne Halad. And he said, you're who? And I said, I'm Sergeant Lorne Halad. And he said, are you the soldier who two years ago, right after Greg died, you, you posted a comment on the, the tribute website our family had set up? I said, yes, I'm, I'm that Sergeant Lorne Halad. And he said, for two years we've been trying to find you. Right after his passing, I noticed that there was a website in his honor and I wrote a simple comment that I was with Greg in his final moments and his passing has changed the course of my life. And they said, we've been trying to find you. Because when our son, when our brother died, all we knew was that he was gone. We didn't know the story of how he died or what happened around those events. And so we've desperately wanted to know. And so they closed down the shop, they put a closed sign on the door, and we went into the back office. And for the next couple of hours, I told them everything. I told them the story of how I was medically evacuated to the same combat outpost hospital that Greg would be medically evacuated to. And how in the midst of that night, 12 years ago today, Greg would breathe his last breath but how in doing so, I found this weird, serendipitous peace. This peace that I had so been longing for for a long time in my life. I felt overwhelmed by, by this sense that everything was going to be okay, and it was hard to explain it to this family, but I tried. I told them about how for so long in my life, I had been praying for peace. And when I was thinking about peace in my life during that period, I was asking God to take away the pain that I was feeling. I had been asking God to remove the hardship and the turmoil and the stress of life. And I think this is how we often think about peace, isn't it? The absence of conflict, the absence of stress. 
When I was deployed, I would call home and talk to my mother and my sister who were both going through hardship in their life. And I would pray fervently at night that God would take away their pain so that they could have peace. When I was deployed in Iraq, I began spitting up nearly everything that I ate. I went into the war 205 pounds, and I got out of there 167 pounds. I couldn't hold anything down any longer. And I was praying to God, a God who, quite frankly, at the time I had a hard time believing in, to just take away this pain. And you don't have to be deployed in a war zone or go through something traumatic to know what I'm talking about, do you? We all go through hardship. We all go through pain. We all go through unexpected things in our lives. And our primary prayer is that God would take these things away from us. And those are honest, real, good prayers to pray. For we don't want to live in a world where there's hardship. We don't want to live in a world where cancer takes our loved ones. We don't want to live in a world where we can't explain what's going on with us physically or emotionally. We long for that vision and revelation from our reading today of the stream that runs through the city of God where there are leaves from the tree of life that are the healing of the nations. We long for that vision of this world where all things are made new where all sorrow and pain and mourning and tears are wiped away and the world is brand new, the absence of conflict and pain. And that's what God promises to usher in in the fullness of time, in the second coming of Christ, when all things are made new, but we live in this in-between time. And in this in-between time, between the death and resurrection of Christ and the fullness of God's creation, our prayers for peace are often unanswered with God taking things away. But I told his family that in that moment of his tragic passing, I realized something profound. I realized a peace that was centered not in conflict being taken away, not in the absence of pain, but a peace that was found in the presence of God. You see, I think that biblical peace is often not the absence of our suffering, but rather it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. I have that image of Christ walking out on the waters when the water is choppy and the disciples are in the boat and they're terrified because they think the waves of the world are going to crash over them and they are going to drown. And I have that image of Peter getting out of the boat and walking towards Jesus and at first his faith is strong and his confidence is sure, but the waves and the winds become overwhelming to Peter. And so he begins to sink, and it's in that moment that Jesus grabs hold of him. Jesus grabs hold of him. God brings God's peace in the midst of our storms. And I told the Millard family about how God gave me that peace, and that I was nervous to come and share this story with them, but I felt that it was my calling and duty to do so. So that maybe I could give them some peace about their beloved son. We were the same age when he died. 22 years old. 
a whole life ahead of him. He left behind a fiance, Lacey, a brother, Jason, a father, Kevin, and a mother, Jill. And nothing can replace their son. Nothing will ever fill that hole. And yet every day they pray for peace. Not the absence of their pain, but the presence of God. They invited me that day to join them on Memorial Day, which would be two days later that year, and to go to Fort Rosecrans National Cemetery where Greg's body was laid to rest. Fort Rosecrans is the second largest national cemetery next to Arlington. And Greg is buried there, and his body overlooks the bay of the city he grew up in. We can't begin to count the cost that so many families continue to bear because there's a huge gaping hole in their hearts. After the, after the ceremony, Greg's mother came over to me and said, I want you to go find his marker. She told me where it was located, and I set off, and the family held back a little while. And I made my way that day, and when I saw his name, I fell down, and I cried, and I sobbed, and I prayed that God would still take this pain away but I was reminded that my prayer should also include a prayer for God's presence to fill my life, to help me get through the pain. And after a few moments there alone, I felt the gentle tap on my shoulder, and it was Greg's mother, Jill. And she said these words to me that have stuck with me ever since. She said, Lauren, I think you thought that this trip was going to be about bringing us comfort and peace. But maybe this trip was about God giving something to you. She said, do you believe that life is stronger than death? And with tears in my eyes, I said, I do, I do. And she said, then stand up. Get up, soldier. For he lives forever. Peace I give to you. My peace I leave to you, not as the world gives. The promise of God's peace is not that all of our pain would be taken away, but rather that God would walk with us in the midst of our pain. The incarnation of Jesus reminds us that God is not afraid of the turmoil and the hardship and the brokenness that, that has marked humanity since Cain and able, but rather God would enter into that and take on flesh. That our God would know what it's like to lose a son. That our God would know what it's like to grieve and to mourn and to long for the world to be a better place while the very creation that God created is crucifying him. And yet Jesus shows us that love and life always win that love and life all the way through the end, through the midst of our pain, are far stronger than hatred and bitterness and anger and resentment. For on the cross, Jesus cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And we live our lives so often in that in-between time, between Good Friday 
and Easter Sunday, those days of mourning that are marked by pain and anguish. And that's why Jesus says to his disciples in his farewell discourse, I say these things to you now so that you might believe when they come to pass. I think Jesus was trying to give them a word about peace so that they could get through those three hard and painful days. Our lives often feel like an extended three days. And yet, I am here to announce once again the message of Christianity, which is this. Easter is coming. New life is springing forth. Whatever you are experiencing or going through, whatever pain or hardship is weighing heavy on your heart, Trust that God is with you in that pain and that God is busy at work bringing about the fullness of creation. And so God gives us one another to bear our burdens, to shoulder one another's pain so that we can continue to be a people of hope that proclaim the tomb is empty. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.